I feel I feel that the the social platforms have created a a battleground not for ideas but uh, the suppression of ideas. Advertising dollars are on the decline, and the companies that are advertising funded are going to be under pressure. Welcome to Crawford Media, a podcast about news in Australia and New Zealand. The voice you heard in the introduction was Michael Miller, boss of News Corp in this part of the world. Miller is a News Corp lifer and has thought deeply about many of the things that make the news economy tick. Today, Miller speaks about the abiding influence of Rupert Murdoch and the rise of marketing spend that is not normal advertising. The context for this discussion was the recent announcement of the Digital News Academy, a News Corp Google joint venture which I wanted to know more about. I was never trained in journalism myself except on the job, and I used to think journalism education was unnecessary. As with a lot of things, I've changed my mind over time, and now I believe that there are few things more important than developing and learning. I'm Michael Miller. I'm the Executive Chairman of News Corp in Australasia. News Corp in Australasia uh, include our uh, publishing business, which is uh, predominantly now digital. It includes the Fox group of companies, which includes KO and uh, and Binge, as well as the Fox Store platform. Um, News Corp also has ownership of the Sky News uh, uh, channel on Foxtel. And also, I'm also a director uh, with estate.com.au and the real estate group, which is now the largest listed real estate business in the world. And we have about 117 mastheads in the portfolio and 15 of those, which also publish in print and uh, majority digital. It must be a difficult mob to wrangle. That's what I was, I was going to ask you actually later in the interview, but let me ask you now, how do you decide where to focus your energies? I think that every leader in any business, big or small, it's about um, balance. And it's that ever wrangling, you know, self-wrangling of where do you put your attention. Um, and it really does depend on the part of the business and the business cycle. And then there's the balance of uh, horizons. And I'm not a fan for the business cycles of three-year plans, um, I think, in terms of horizons and uh, what in regards to each of the businesses that we have in the portfolio asking constantly, uh, where does the next layer of growth come from? You know, what are we seeing from consumers and what anticipating what their needs may be? One of the key things that I wanted to talk to you today about, Michael, is the Digital News Academy. So within my consultation remit within New Zealand, I was asked to diagnose some problems in the media industry over there. One of the biggest problems is the pipeline of talent coming into journalism. It's it's dried up. Now, I think that Australia might be suffering the same problem. You know, the the causes we can guess at, it's probably our own well-publicised problems. Do you agree that this is probably a a problem also in Australia? Yeah, I I do have fear that uh, we are in a a world where we are becoming less creative. I think Australia and New Zealand, were you know, at times leading the world in entrepreneurial spirit. Our ability to uh, think uh, naturally, but think globally. Uh, we're a small country, therefore we have to take our best ideas around the world. And so I feel that there is um, you know, two factors at play here. 
a, a our rankings, our competitiveness in terms of creativity, and whether that be and, and innovation, whether it be in tech, whether it be in the you know, the creativity of ideas, um, the creativity of debate, and a uh, that being more risk positive. Um, I think both company countries are have suffered that. And when that comes to journalism, um, I think there's also it's not seen to be the uh, the place where you, know, you can express ideas as freely. Uh, I feel I feel that the the social platforms have created a a battleground not for ideas but uh, the suppression of ideas, and that uh, people don't see this as being a, a, a rewarding the rewarding career, which I'd hope it to be. Um, and so that's where I do feel that you know, as a industry, and it's probably not even in just these two countries, but globally, uh, we need to be encouraging uh, more people to be a valued contributor to the fourth estate. Ida Brutrose, yeah, to quote uh, someone who has had great experience in media, she talked around the, the, the suppression of creativity. And uh, to me, creativity, as I've said, is, is, is the debate of ideas and that how we celebrate and lift characters and Australia's got a, had a great uh, culture and be able to uh, laugh at ourselves, that, uh, that we had a, a have a go sort of attitude. And that uh, it's only been in later years that tall poppies have been pulled down, but we celebrated the, the Hogan's, the Captain Kim's, the, 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 the midday shows. And uh, it was you know, not always PC, but it was in many ways, it was showing a character of confidence. And that is something which I don't, so we think we see enough of, sadly. And that is something which yeah, we do need to surface ideas, but so the ideas and debate, which is a key role of the media, will only make us better. And that's really where, uh, coming back to the Journalism Academy and to academia, that it's not around uh, what you can't do. And I think that is often where, uh, too, too often we have starting points around limits. I think we want to unshackle the the thoughts of, of academia and the digital journalism academy is really about preparing people for future skills but also being able to express themselves in ways which potentially uh, they haven't been encouraged through more formal education processes. So, so let's talk about the the digital news academy. Now it's got digital in there, so it's it's. I'm not sure if that's necessary these days because pretty much anything you do is going to be digital. But what? How big is it, and how how much is it going to cost? So the background to the digital journalism academy was that part of um, our agreements with different tech platforms over the past six months was an agreement with Google that we would go co-invest in a news academy and that uh, while there are other cadetships that we run nationally and um, recruiting that we are doing to ensure that we've got uh, fresh and new talent coming through, it's how we also prepare that cohort but also existing uh, uh, journalists and editorial staff inside, inside news to be better prepared um, uh, for what is, as you point out, a more digital future. And that this was so this is a co-investment by News and Google as part of those agreements, being a three-year agreement. And uh, while we haven't disclosed uh, the financial amount, uh, it will include 250 people a year over the three years. 150 of those will come from News Corp and another 100 from other parts of the industry uh, with a particular emphasis. 
on uh, nation smaller publishing as well as uh, regional uh, publishing. And that it's really about preparing um, journalists with skills around audio, video, it's about data, it's about visual journalism, it's about um, the, the amplification distribution of journalism. Uh, it's around uh, moderating of, of, of comments and um, it is a, a, a workshop-based curriculum which will only improve each year that uh, where uh, journalists and news professionals can uh, hone their craft and be far better prepared in a digital world while still representing uh, much known and loved mastheads in the different communities. Mm. So that's 750 people in, in three years. That's a, that's a significant investment right there, If even if it's, you know, I don't know what's planned for these people, but I, I do know that some sort of yearly conference was mentioned. So I can, you know, one one can imagine that there's a there's several million dollars going into this thing. The, the, the shape of the course, is it, you know, those 100 people who aren't from News Corporation, are they, where are they from? Are they... Are they regional news? So Australian Community Media have also been, uh, have been asked to participate. They have uh, regional uh, publishers and uh, country press associations will also engage with. But also we want um, the, uh, uh, to ensure that it's uh, available to uh, small independent publishers that may be specialising in a particular niche. So this wasn't you know, just about uh, News Corp. We saw and Google saw it was important that this was about uh, the lifting standards uh, across the industry and not uh, be focused on any one particular company. Mm. And that uh, it's, it really is around storytelling. I think that's really what uh, a lot of uh, our journalists uh, differentiate them to other areas of content production. And it's around ensuring those, that, that their voices are heard and how our, our journalists can improve the lives of Australians through highlighting injustices campaigning on important causes, holding local government to account, also be up following um, the local footy team's ups and downs. And that is, you know, I think there's many ways we can retell those, those age-old stories in di- digital environments. And Google uh, have uh, a lot of resources they can bring to the table in, that, in, in, in the academy. Now, this is mid-career training, effectively. These these are not kids coming out of university they, or even school there. This is mid-career training, correct? Uh, it's, it, it will include, we will shortly advertise for the next intake of our National Cadets Program. It will include that group. It will, in, it will include seasoned editors. To me, it's important that yeah, people are all speaking common language. And so it is mid-career, it, but... Equally, those who've been with us for five years, yeah, we need to continue to evolve our skills and the technology that were available today that 25 years ago has also evolved. So like, I see this as being uh, as many people as we can get through as possible. Now, that development, uh, my experience in, in newsrooms has been that a sense of pro- forward progression is absolutely essential for people. How important is it to you as a, as a, as a news manager? I think goes to... Uh, yeah, quote Rupert Murdoch at the Boyer Lectures, which is the ABC series. About the biggest, best skill you can learn in a lifetime is the the skill of learning. And if you can continue to improve through both formal and informal practices, then uh, you'll only get better at what you do, and that should be ever ongoing. Now, Michael, you mentioned that the that the academy is happening under the auspices of the uh, deal that you struck with the digital platforms, Facebook and, uh, and Google. 
that in News Corporation's case, that was a that was a global deal. Yeah, no, the Google deal is a, a global deal. The Facebook deal is an Australian only deal. Okay. Right. And the impact of the news bargaining code, that, that those deals were obviously made under the influence of the of the federal news bargaining code. You, your, your company was pretty vocal in advocating for something like that piece of legislation. Now you've got it, is, is, is this a period of detente between the digital platforms and, and News Corp? I would say that we've always had a, some days we sit next to uh, the platform, some days we sit opposite them. Um, uh, we have a business called News Extend, which is a uh, a local area marketing. It uh, is one of the largest, if not the largest, resellers of Google and Facebook uh, in the country, and has been for a number of years. Uh, so we work well in that regards with Google and Facebook, um, and then in other ways we do our car competing with them for share of advertising dollars. Um, so hey, I think that every company now has a mirror of. Uh, get competitive conversations and uh, uh, collaborative ones as well. So I, it, it's not as linear as we're on site or we're not. Um, it's uh, day by day, issue by issue, and I think that's uh, common in most businesses. Mm. So your professional journey, Michael, you uh, reviewing your uh, LinkedIn, um, you've been involved in News Corp companies or companies associated with News Corp for many decades is there a particular uh, corporate flavour within the organisation that, that suits you? Yeah, I, I've, at its heart, uh, News Corp is an Australian company and you, know, you find many Australians working in different parts of the company globally. And I uh, talk about that, um, that, that spirit of, of entrepreneurial outlook. Um, that, uh, I do believe that's an Australian characteristic and it's one that is very, and it's a big part of news. I've always I've made the joke that you know, no one's going to run the company unless you know, Rupert's running the company. As we understand, uh, his you know, his creativity is as well as his ambition is a, definitely a, a a north star in terms of guidance. That we are by nature mass media, but we you know, more than anything else sit there purposefully looking after Middle Australia, and that you know, to do that you've got to keep it real. And whether you be yeah, it's one of those popular car companies or department stores or supermarkets. It's that, that sense of, yeah, we, uh, we're as good as the best, but no better than the rest. Mm. I'd like to get your thoughts on marketing and, and as it relates to, to news businesses. Now, my little anecdote here is that several years ago, I was working in a newsroom and I expressed disdain for marketing, thought it was all rubbish. And my boss just looked at me with a sour look on his face and said, you do realise that marketing pays your salary. Tell me about your view on how to market news businesses in the modern era. I suppose news businesses and ours particularly, we're a dual-sided marketplace. We drive revenue from uh, both uh, consumers and, and also from clients or companies. And that uh, where it had you know, historically been majority uh, you know, client funded or company funded, um, uh, that is uh, definitely uh, balancing. I'd say it's probably more like 50 50 now. And uh, that uh, if revenues are shared between consumers and, and clients. So, in terms of then marketing those, like, I'm pretty uh, firm is that you put your audience. And the consumer first. You, if you've got a growing, engaged 
audience that trust you, that uh, relies upon you, and that you're connecting with and you're growing that 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 audience, then you've got a business. Mm. So subscribe. You- Something that you said then just brought to mind a, a very salient topic for anyone involved in news, which is subscriptions. And effectively, the competition for subscriptions that is going on at the moment, unfortunately for news businesses, subscriptions as a model for, as a revenue model is sort of exploding everywhere and everyone wants a piece of your wallet every month. The concept of subscriptions in people's lives is becoming well established. In terms of media, yes. People want to, that people will be subscribing to some for their entertainment, um, some for their news, um, some for their sport. And that, that there's probably the other trend is around aggregation. At the moment, you're seeing a lot of the specialist broadcasters and news providers. I really call that the high street that you can walk uh, store by store and get different experiences or you do. And that what the cycle you know, show is that in a few years time, people will go back to the mall. Mm, the the bundling's happening again. Yeah, the bundling's happening again. I think you see with Foxtel now, you can log into your Netflix on Foxtel and you'd have the same uh, um, user experience as through Foxtel. Amazon Prime have signed up for that. Um, and so you are, uh, you'll see a lot more uh, bundling and aggregation occur. I think it, bundling will occur. There's been, um, the telcos are doing more add-ons now. I don't know that add-ons in a sort of way consumers want to go, I think experience and ease of use uh, will be a key driver uh, for consumers be choosing different ecosystems. Like once you're on the Apple ecosystem, uh, good luck trying to move it all to Android. Mm. Uh, It's a long, long process. And so uh, people will make decisions and they'll be incentivized to stay within those ecosystems or uh, those, those bundles. Just moving on to a different topic, you wrote two weeks ago a an open letter encouraging business leaders to um, get behind the vaccination effort in Australia. It made me think of how responsible the media industry, the news media industry, was for some of the vaccine hesitancy that we were seeing. Uh, now, what's your what's your thoughts on that, uh, particularly around reporting on adverse reactions to vaccines? We and I personally am for vaccination as a way of opening up, uh, ensuring livelihoods, not just lives are protected. So I think that has the dual benefit. And I think our governments have made it quite clear that while there had been a, a, when I say a minority, and it's less than that, of people impacted by vaccines, they've they've made it clear that they're fully, we, we did so well in 2020 in terms of protecting lives. Now, you know, at, at huge costs, we have to ensure that you know, livelihoods are not lost either. We, we were, we were slow. We were very slow in Australia and New well, Zealand. We were shockingly slow. Sh- slow, and you know, we were so we were fast in terms of locking borders and keeping people you know, safe, but we were slow in terms of you know, capitalising upon that leadership position. What What about your workforce, Michael? Are you going to uh, Are you going to mandate vaccination for your workforce, or have you? Just, well, last week we opened up for our staff through a supplier, uh, the ability to be vaccinated with a lot of our staff, also journalists and that staff and our printers are frontline workers. And so we... But, but no mandate, no mandate, no requirement. Uh, that's something which is, I suppose, a, li- a live discussion. Um, like we need to ensure that people are safe and that when you get vaccinated, you're not just keeping yourself safe, you're ensuring you're 
your staff are as well. I think there's you know, key insurance issues and sending asking a journalist to attend a sporting event if they're not unvaccinated. Um, and so, you know, I've, I would prefer not to send someone around which you know, they could be exposed to that chose not to vaccinate. Do you mandate that or you move them to another round? Mm. Um, they're the kind of live, live discussions and I don't want to see anyone out of this good leaving the company for, and there's often either health or stomach stage reasons mm. why people choose not to. And I need, you need to understand those. So mm. it's, it's a complex area, but you know, our position on the you know, encouragement of all Australians, including Gary, everyone who works for news to uh, be vaccinated is, yeah, I think, responsible. Mm. Now, the ABC and News Corp have exchanged criticisms in recent weeks. Does that get to you? Hey, it's, we media tend to have thick skin, and so it doesn't get... I think we've got pretty good indicators now about what is... You know, sometimes the criticism is fair, and you got to cop it, and you got to listen to it, and if you get something wrong, you got to correct it. I do see that some other media... I'd call out Crikey as the example of this, have been quite overt with the fact that their, their business model is to be, you know, an alternative to, to News Corp. And I think that yeah, there's others, Guardians, ABCs, some parts of the nine group that you know, additionally see a counter view. And if they want to fight over that part of the market, then, you know, go to it. So that doesn't bother me too much. Um, it doesn't, in, in academia, I talked about before about the Digital Journalism Academy. I think that the academia need to be you know, ensuring that you know, future journalists are seeing the, the 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 issues from all views, not their views. So, the green shoots. Now you're you're a, in charge of this massive organisation tasked with it with finding the green shoots in in news media. You know we've been managing decline for quite a long time. What is the biggest greenest shoot? First of all, the pension to pay for, for journalism. We've seen twenty-five percent increase per annum for the past five years, and that actually accelerated in the past twelve months. And that uh, if you are and serving communities with relevant news and information that is pertinent, then they will subscribe, and that's what we're seeing a positive response to. So that is consumer revenue, and that's why um, and that. Uh, 50-50 balance as they about previously is done to come through. And the next one would be the changing nature of, of businesses and how they spend their marketing dollars. Advertising dollars are on the decline. And so companies that are advertising funded are going to be under pressure. However, marketing dollars are on the increase. So therefore meeting clients' needs uh, more holistically and having a portfolio of you know, business solutions for companies to you know, grow their business is where you will see that those who succeed. They're built on the data, great user experience. It's shown to use content in a responsible but commercial manner. To, to, well, uh, can, can I interrupt you there for a, a second, Michael, that marketing budgets are going up but advertising's going down. Where exactly is that increase in money being spent? Yeah, it's been spent on what I'm going to call broadly commercial content. But if I could, you know, illustrate in the way that every company now seems to have its own website and to build a loyal audience on that website um, with your customers and, and clients, yeah, you need to keep it fresh. And how you're doing that is through updating it through yeah, content, journalism, 
And but it's going to be a quality. It's going to be relevant. It's going to be engaging. It's going to be contextual. And so that uh, that content can be in the form of audio. It could be in the form of newsletters and alerts. It could be in the form of video. Um, it could be research and white papers. And so that constant refreshing of, of content is a big area that people are spending more on. They're spending more on their data and ensuring that they're targeted and that they're building loyalty. Loyalty programs is where there's a lot more money being spent. Packaging and experience. People will pay for the experience. They just don't want to go to that place in the world. Now they want to experience that place in the world. And so companies that provide experience to differentiate their engagement and their their brand, that's where a lot of money is being spent. It's being spent on leads-based businesses, affiliates. And so paying a company to write content about you and then being able to sell that becomes a business insider. Uh, Wirecutter, the New York Times, all examples of e-commerce sites or affiliate models. I'm just touching on just a few of the areas that companies are now spending, which is not advertising, but their marketing dollars that generate a sale, uh, loyalty or an increased spend. Now, we've seen between Q1 and Q2 in the in the United States, we've seen a big drop in news media traffic. I, I would say it's inevitable that that's coming to Australia and New Zealand. Are you concerned about that? Uh, yes and no. If you're purely reliant on news as being your driver, then you'll see a drop as the cycle, there's a new cycle evolves. Um, it's important to continue to have a audience which is having journalism and content, whether it be in our case, local local sport. We were covering Queensland kids' finals in sport on the weekend um, and we're streaming it off our websites. Food I'd spoken to and that like the New York Times has uh, many subscribers to its puzzles product. And so there's like, a lot of, I'd say, like, very popular but very specialised um, like, subscription products, which you know, you, like, every company would need to evolve to. I've been on the board of Fox Sports for many years. I remember when I first joined it, we had one and a half channels. The half channel was just shown on weekends. Now it uh, has like, multiple channels and multiple specialist channels as well. And so uh, you'll start to uh, grow your audiences as you start to evolve your offering. And the, those companies that don't do that, I think will struggle. Those that continue to uh, launch uh, in, the, in the bundle and add-ons and reach new audiences will continue to grow. My thanks to Michael Miller for taking the time and Michelle Wood for setting up the interview. Credit to Kevin McLeod for the podcast music. One day, I'd love to have Kevin on the podcast. We'll see if he agrees. My name is Hal Crawford. Bye for now.